This is your announcer, Chuck Landington, welcoming you to the Metal Injection Livecast. Metal shows in Italy were cancelled this week over fears of the coronavirus. In other news, All That Remains shows were cancelled worldwide over fears they might actually show up and play. Better safe than sorry, here's the show. Anyway, the Metal Injection Livecast starts now. Here we go. Yay! Thank you, Chuck. All right. Oh my God, it smells like daffodils in here. Mm. It does. It's beautiful. Uh, it's a lovely aroma. A lovely aroma because we have a lovely guest. It's the Metal Injection Livecast. So at 5.55, it's Rob here with Noah, Sid, 3D, and the wonderful Mrs. Smith. Hello, hello. Wow. Welcome. Welcome, Mrs. Smith. To Thank Metal you so Inge- much for having me. Thank I've you never seen anyone dressed so beautifully you are, for podcasting. You are quite glamorous, Mrs. Smith. <laughs> what a dress. I mean... Where do you find these lovely outfits? Oh, you know, antique shops and, and um, you know, little consignment stores. I simply refuse to believe that someone with such uh, debonair quality shops at uh, thrift stores and vintage or antique stores. Well, you get a, you find a find. You find a find. Sometimes mm. you find a find at the most unlikely place. You've got to look. Of course, uh, I always, you know, I like Neiman Marcus and things like that, oh, for, yeah. especially for a board meeting. Mm. Um, and I feel like I'm with the editorial board <laughs> of... Metal Goober Newsletter. Metal Injection is in fact. You got one of the three words. Well, well I do personally have my own Metal Goober Newsletter that I put oh. out, so I appreciate you shouting that out, Mrs. Free, Smith. Free You're plug. Welcome, Sid. Yeah, thank you. Well, Mrs. Smith, you are a guitar virtu- virtuosa. Uh? Yes, well, <laughs> and And um, I do want to mention that next week... Uh, you have a big gig that, I mean, you're lowering yourself uh, <laughs> uh, to perform in a wah off with, because you are, you are a known abuser of the wah. And, and yes. the second most famous abuser of the wah is, of course, Metallica's Kirk Hammett. Exactly. Now, to explain to the audience, the wah-wah is, is, is a pedal. It sits on the ground. You manipulate it up and down with your foot, and it goes wow wah wah It's mostly known for that waka chaka waka chaka waka funky sound, but also the wow-wow. It's a bit of a crutch for a guitar player. It's also a guilty pleasure. It's something that probably the guitar player enjoys more than the listener. And so it's seen as slightly dubious. You know, you really shouldn't. I once saw Joe Bonamassa talking and he said, you know, don't lean on this thing too much. It's really easy to spend the whole show on it. And I said, why not spend the whole show on it? <laughs> Down with good taste yes. in guitar why playing. Not? Yeah. Oh. I'm against taste. There's too much tasteful guitar playing, if you ask me. Too much. Who is the most tasteful guitarist? Um, I would say Pliny. Oh, Pliny. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, what? He's, he's like really skilled. I mean, I don't even know how to describe his it's music. It's very crafted. It's yeah. very, which is I like in moderation. I think that um, everything has gone so far in that direction. And similarly, John Petrucci has had a deleterious <laughs> effect on the instrument to the extent that everything has become so super clean. And clinical, very cold. So a lot of the players, they play his type of guitar and they emulate him. And it's, it's again, I like it. It's sometimes I want that. But give me a greasy, dirty Jimi Hendrix lick with a lot of wah-wah stripping down the side of my back. <laughs> oh, my God. It's have, steamy. I have a controversial question that I just, I was going to wait a little bit further into the show, but I just can't help myself. Guitar solos. 
Let's more. talk about them. There need to be more. Okay, I agree with you. Mm. But when a performer is on stage, is it better to do the solo, the exact solo from the album, or should there be some kind of improvisation? Well, it depends, and there's different perspectives on this. Of course, the Frank Zappa perspective is never indulge in wind-up monkey guitar solos. So never play anything the same way twice. Now, there are some performers, for instance, if you're doing instrumental guitar music, where the guitar playing is like the melody to the song. It may have a verse, a chorus. Um, it may, and then you have a solo that breaks out of that. Well, that's very hard to do. But um, so, the, so I would say, don't change that because the audience wants that melody. If you go see Joe Satriani and he plays "Surfing with the Alien" and he's just wha- going crazy, no, you want to hear the melody, that in the pocket melody. But I think. Uh, similarly, like I said before, too much control of guitar playing. Too much. It's too controlled. Of course, um, the players today are reacting to things as they were. But I, I, I wish for a more messiness. So I would go for make 'em ups. Oh, I love that. <laughs> My kind of gal. <laughs> no, you two are hitting it off. I, I feel like. Uh, Mrs. Smith is is the kind of lady that I wanted to be when I grew up. Mm. Well, it's never... Well, you'll get there eventually. (laughs) It's like Noah just likes a little more estrogen in the room. Did you have something you wanted to add, Darren? You feeling left out? A little, yeah, I have to say. There's a big BFF vibe going on here. A little jealous. Uh, You're a BFF. Thank you. Well, You don't have to say that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm okay. I'll be all right. I'll get we, through it. We have a caller, and uh, wow, you you could ready. you could get uh, guitar advice, love advice, any sort of advice. Roommate advice. I'm very good with roommates. Oh. Uh, the number of the dial is two one three wide nut. That's two one three nine four three three six eight eight. I didn't know there was a number. Okay, there is a number. It's two one three wide nut, and we have someone on the line here. I believe it is a private number. Hello, caller. Caller, you're on the air. <laughs> Hello. Hello. What's your name and where are you from? Mrs. Smith. This is Mrs. Smith. Who is this? Is this Alicia? This is your number one fan. Alicia calling (laughs) in live from Long Island. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the show, Alicia. I would just wish that I could be there next weekend and... We'll be there in spirit. Oh, honey. And you're going to kick this shit right out. Listen, wherever I go, you are there with me. You're one of my top-notch <laughs> kittens. I got a little I got a little litter, and I keep you there. Yeah. Tucked in. <laughs> I, you are always with me. I know if you could be there, you would. Say hello to Joe, darling. <laughs> I will. I just wanted to call in and tell you we'll be there in spirit and... We're very excited. Listen, very it's going to be captured in HD. There's all kinds of things coming together. Um, there's okay. A, 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 there's there's equipment being manufactured. There's guitars being glitterized. I can't get into all of it. Oh my goodness! Uh, nope. But there's a lot in the works, and I don't want to give away my secret weapons, you know, because Kirk so, Hammett, Kirk Hammett gave me a wah wah pedal, and I thought this could have a camera in it. You yeah, know, you got to be careful. Oh. Like, you know, it might be he might. Take some screws out. The Trojan so, horse. So, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> we didn't officially. Well, well, thank you for your call, Alicia. Uh, but we didn't officially uh, discuss this. So you have a wah off next week. It's March. What is it? March fifth. March eighth. March eighth. Terrible. Yes, in Columbia, South Carolina, at the Senate, which is a, a, a quite a, a reputable venue. Now, here's the deal. So Kirk Hammett has a beautiful vintage 
a horror movie poster collection that he travels mm. with. It goes around to art spaces. He travels with it. And then his band, his side project, The Wedding Band, which is just a real who's who of rock greats, um, they perform. And so they'll be doing one of their gigs where they do their cover songs. And then I will come out and challenge Kirk Hammett to a mm. wah-off. Mm. Now, do you trust the judging yeah, since who, you're going to be on his yeah. uh, his Who is judging? I don't know who's judging. Everything is being worked out at the last minute. It's all the, my team is a tizzy. Of course, my team being the Party Smashers crew. That's Ben Wyman from Dillinger Escape Plan, um, doing more answering of emails. You know when he probably wishes he was jumping off of an amplifier. <laughs> um, but I say stop it. I need that noggin <laughs> intact. <laughs> reviewing contracts. <laughs> yeah. They're working double time. Ibanez has jumped in. Dunlop has jumped in. Sweetwater has jumped in to help. And they'll be filming some content. So it's very exciting. So everyone will get to see it on video. Very cool. And how does uh, one prepare for a wah-off with Kirk Hammett? A lot of just just foot movements. I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm basically, it's like calisthenics. I'm on those wah-wah pedals <laughs> up and down and up and down. I gotta make it go wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah. Connecting two of them together, you know, adding other things, you know, just trying to take the technology to the next level. Do you find that you can still make time for like something like a luxurious bath or something of that nature? A bath? Sometimes yes. I go to the Russian Turkish baths in mm-hmm. the East Village. Uh, I'm a Boris gal. Have I'm you ever Boris. seen Rob there? Rob's a big guy. Are you guy. a Boris? Or David. <laughs> or both. Um, uh, sometimes a Boris, sometimes a David. I don't know what the question is. but uh, <laughs> They alternate weeks. Oh, oh, the people at the front. Yeah, you yeah. Mean. Oh, you mean are you a Boris <laughs> okay. fan or a David fan? Uh, to be... Uh, uh, he, he was thinking you were talking about his aliases. Like, <laughs> I'm not talking about your scruff profile, bro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or growler, whatever you're on. <laughs> Causing trouble. <laughs> Point one no. mile away, <laughs> a honking big bum. <laughs> I feel so exposed. Oh, Mrs. Smith, you're so body. I'm par- I'm on Sunset Singles, which I like. It's like a large print app. <laughs> Reader's Digest after dark. <laughs> it's actually a widescreen television that you <laughs> swipe left oh and right. God. I see. You get like a long pointer stick and just swipe, <laughs> swipe your television right. Oh my god! I love it. Uh, we have another caller here. The phone lines are blowing up for Mrs. Smith. Two one three wide nut is the number if you want to talk to wide Mrs. Smith. Nut. Yes. Oh my god! We retrofitted the the uh, the 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 wording. We got wide, the number first. Yeah. Wide, wide nut. We got the number I'm post it right yeah. now. Okay. Yeah. Two one three wide nut. All right. We got the number first, and then we figured out what it spelled. Four zero eight. You are on the line. What's your name and where are you from? 408 is no longer on Nervous. the line. Caller, you're oh. in, on they the must, air with Mrs. Must. Smith. They they on stage it, right. You know what? That might have been Kirk Hammett. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Or one of his surrogates. <laughs> so Lars. Lars. <laughs> Same joke. Lars was right. Lars was right. Lars was right. How, how, how did this... Uh, oh, wait. 408 is back. Nope. 408. Are you Lars? Do you, do you not want to talk, 408? What's up? Hey, uh, sorry about Ivan. It's <laughs> quite all right. What's your name and where are you from? Uh, my name is Eduardo. I'm from San Jose, California. What's up, Eduardo? 
How's it going, guys? Uh, it's my first time calling. It took a little uh, courage to finally do it, but pleasure to hear from you, Eduardo. So, are you a first time, long time, first time, first time? Um, I've been listening about a year, awesome. uh, on and off. Uh, I've been kind of going out of order, just randomly uh, through the through the archives, and uh, yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Well, do you have a, a comment or a question? Is something uh, something that came up in a previous episode that you want to call us out on? Something problematic we said? Jeez, Rob, know. why are you injecting your insecurities into this? <laughs> what did we say? What's going he said, on? He like, oh, he didn't even, I wasn't thinking about it, but now that you yeah. mention it. <laughs> uh, that, that's funny because uh, so today I actually was, um, I work a job where I work alone most of the day. Uh, some early hours, so I just kind of leave you guys on speaker uh, mm-hmm. playing. I went through probably like three episodes today, oh. and uh, I, I don't remember which one specifically it was. I think it was 521, uh, but you guys opened up right away talking about uh, you guys' pets and their uh, private area, and it was the only day that my boss was <laughs> hanging around with me. <laughs> and the first thing he heard was that Noah saying uh, uh, something about uh, your dog coming up on your bed and licking your puss. And I thought, this dude probably thinks I'm crazy now. And I thought it was the funniest thing ever. And, uh, it's funny because you, uh, you guys remind me a lot of my friends. And I usually work alone. So every time I listen to you guys, it's kind of like I'm part of the conversation. Aww. And I always have something to say. Like I want to say something, but... I just wanted to tell you guys thank you and like I appreciate what you guys do and keep me uh, entertained at work and stuff. It's our pleasure awesome. and yeah. good luck finding a new job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sorry about we that. actually have your boss on the line. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. We we do not. We do not. Well, cool. Well, thank you, nice, Eduardo. Thank you. We'll we'll, uh, we'll put you back on hold. I guess. Then. What do we'll we think he does? Okay. Oh, can we? Oh, early in the morning by himself. Do we want to guess what that job is? Works at a morgue. Okay. Robert? A donut packing facility. Donut packing? Is that a euphemism? (laughs) Uh, Adult retail novelty store. Mrs. Smith? Adult retail novelty store in Hempstead, Long Island. (laughs) Always got to one-up me. (laughs) I'm going to say janitor at a hospital. Okay. Eduardo? Which is who? Which one of us was closest? Or do you not want to say? No, we should. <laughs> uh, if it you is, guys are actually close. Uh, if it is Hempstead, it's a don't... pretty weird job. Good. Um, I I like repairing, clean the uh, the beer taps at bars and stuff. So I got to get in there pretty early. Huh. Oh, I see. Oh. Cleaning the beer taps is that a euphemism yeah. or something else? Oh, <laughs> mufflers. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you use scope. <laughs> Very good advice. Well, okay. Well, that's awesome, man. Well, th- that's really great to hear, and an honor that you consider us some of your friends. I mean, and you it should have... be clear that we all absolutely love the working class, and we love people <laughs> who do uh, such work. You know, uh, retail people who work with their hands, people who work, work in their bars. We stand with the working class, you know, and and uh, we just want to be clear: we're not making fun of anyone who has such a job. Certainly. You're our heroes. It's true. It's 
very open-minded of you, Mrs. Smith. Someone who projects such an aura of uh, maybe someone might mistake you for being upper crust and yeah, snobbish. Yeah, like, like I assumed you're you're an Upper East Side kind of gal. Oh, I live on the Upper East Side. I I definitely <laughs> live there. I I am of there. I am not. You know, I'm from there. I'm not of there. Mm, I, I was see. of there, and I left there symbolically. <laughs> um, uh, the people there now, they look at me and they just think, "What a waste!" You know, she's spending her time with metalhead newsletter goobers and just you know taking you know her car at all hours off to these heavy metal bars you know and doing god knows what you know she comes home with a a devil you know or something (laughs) but you know just that they if if there's a homeless devil boy it's not that i take him home to make love to him because i'm dead down there i take him (laughs) home i take him home because he's homeless and it's Mm -hmm. like I've got 10 pied-de-terres up there. Go live, live. So Draw nice. Satan stars. I don't care. I just want, I'm so tired of being alone. Do they just see you? Oh, no. Satan stars. <laughs> well, well, I'm glad we could help you not be alone tonight. Yeah. Yes. Keep you some company here. Maybe and take I, one I wa- of us home with I you. want to clarify, I, I know you, you might, you know, you're good with certain technology, but not others. We're a website. We're not a newsletter. I mean, we have a, 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 an online newsletter, but is it, it is an internet a it blog. It's like have, a web blog. We have a Yahoo group. <laughs> it doesn't have a print edition. It doesn't appear in print. It's only digital. No. I could have sworn I saw it with all the devils and everything <laughs> on a newsstand. We tried oh. to merge with Kerrang. Like <laughs> Kerrang has a magazine. <laughs> they, they used to, I think. Uh, they've got a comment section, that's for sure. <laughs> 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 Losers! Oh, my. <laughs> Kerrang is a is a British pub. I'm so tired of hearing about ghost. <laughs> Stop posting about ghost. <laughs> Very good. I mean, Tobias Forge is like, I may have a bowel movement, and Kerrang is like, we're on it. <laughs> Posted. <laughs> you like what, to write about them. It's what gets the traffic. It's what gets the traffic. Are but, you a uh, fan? Are you a fan of Ghost? Huge, huge, the biggest. Huge. Do you know uh, the Cardinal or, or any of the... Uh... I don't. I've never met them. I saw them live in Albany. Um, I love the recordings. I think it's such rich production. I love heavy sounds, but I can't say I'm, I'm a big fan of sort of riffs that go on for 20 minutes. I need mm. it to evolve. I need it to shift. I need, I need melody. I need harmony. And I think he's doing something very interesting vocally. I've never spoken about this publicly, so this is an exclusive. Um He's doing something interesting vocally. When I first started listening, I was like, this is an interesting voice. The arrangements at times are almost 80s metal, especially something like Rats or See the Light or some of these songs. It almost has a glam metal sound. And yet vocally, he's sitting back, right? So if he were to be, he's, he's drawing on nostalgia, for the eighties, you know the sun, you know he's drawing on nostalgia for metal and for a certain era, but he's not doing that like you know, rah, you know, which would put it into schmaltz mm-hmm. and put it cast it directly into satire, and yet there is humor in the music and in the videos. So he struck this incredible balance that I think is so artful, you know, because you must you must resort to nostalgia now. If you're going to be successful, because really it feels as if everything has been done in music, mm-hmm. so there, there's you're, there's going to be nostalgia of some sort. I rely upon nostalgia for sort of eighty shred, you know, type thing. So I think he's positively brilliant. Very cool. We have another caller. The lines are blowing up. Two one three wide nut is the number. Eight six five. You're on the air. Hey, what's up, guys? It's uh, C Bass Cattle Decaf. 
Hey. Oh, how's it going? What's going on? Hello. It's pretty good, man. Just uh, chilling, drinking a beer, smoking some weed. Mm-hmm. Optimal conditions to listen to this podcast, I assume. <laughs> So now we've got the guy that cleans the taps, and now we have the guy drinking. So we've got. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Good morning thing. and good night. Coming for Do you have a uh, question or Miss, comment? Miss, you like a, yeah, you sound like a, you have some good, maybe a slow cooker recipes you'd like to share with us. Or oh, just throw it all in there, baby. Just toss it in. Throw in a a oh, a wet T-shirt contest T-shirt. <laughs> Last night, throwing some hair from the gal you brought home from it. Sweat, coconut milk, raviolis, spaghettios, pieces of metal, what? pieces of unheavy metal, pieces of heavy metal, lint, oh, bits no. of bark. I don't know. About chicken that. breast. There you go. No. Pork. Yes. It's finally steak. got to the meat somewhere. In there. Peanut butter. Okay. Peanuts. Butter. Buttermilk pancakes. Mm. Cakes. Yeah. I just want the meat. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a coconut milk. Mm. I love my kind of chicken and coconut milk stews. Do you do like a curry? I love a curry, curry and coconut milk, a masaman. Masaman, let me tell you, man. I did make a pudding curry this week, so there's that. What was in it, darling? Is a Penang curry? Like the, oh, it's kind of like Penang a, curry, just a different, yes. Very it's nice. a classic. Wow. It's delicious. Highly recommend. He made it. Of course, when I have Thai food, it's like, all right, I'm going to have to eat after this. Isn't it always? I'm always still hungry. Mm. Just got to get more. Yeah, Yeah. more, more, more. Get some some of those dumplings and a mango salad. Mm -hmm. Some larb. Satay. Yes. I mean, it's just it's just like chicken or beef on a skewer, but always delicious. Yeah. Some good protein. I mean, just lean protein. What I my my concern is, of course, I've I've off sugar and bread. Uh, which is making me insufferable to be around because the competition's coming. I've got to fit into these outfits, and I've you know I'm running around the city, and all I can ever eat is like peanuts and and peanuts and and raisin packets. And I'm just saying, someone needs to open a kind of protein chunks and healthy fat bar, <laughs> just so you can just get your protein chunks and your healthy fats. You know? Oh, healthy fats. Yeah, no, because everything is chips and you know what I mean, carbs, mm-hmm. carbs. Yeah. Healthy There's- fats is what I call Rob off air. Oh. Yeah. You don't call them healthy. Stop lying. Oh. HFATS. We'll tell them it stands for healthy. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, oh, we have another call. Although this might be uh, Eduardo again. It's 973. Hello, 973. Hello. Yes. You're on the air. Oh, you're on the air. Hello, this is Chornis. Hello, caller. Uh, I, I, is this real? Is this really Mrs. Smith on this, this phone? This is Mrs. Smith uh, conversation? speaking. Yes, who is this? Charnis? This, this is Charnis Merriweather. Merriweather. Um, At I, last, I we're think, reunited. I just, Charnis Merriweather. I just want to say that I used to never be into guitar music. I listened to the techno and the, and the bebop and the stuff that makes you, you jiggle. And then, you know, I came across you on the internet and now I just can't get enough of it. I'm listening to Slash. <gasps> I'm listening to Stevie Ray Vaughan. Oh, good I choice. even listen to some speed, speed metal now. So I just want to thank you for opening my horizons to so much wonderful music thank you Meriwether. now what what's your like what's what's your constant yeah. on repeat spotify track for that for that music of what well 
for that music. Oh, I listen to sometimes I listen to Deicide. Uh, I came across that by mistake on a uh, I think it was a metal injection playlist. Uh, it was uh, Father Satan. That was a word, and you know I just so someone who's been misunderstood my whole life. I understand. <laughs> yes. Okay. This is okay. the music of an abjected people. Yes. So is there any music you guys, I really, what I want to call is I just, I'm not going to sleep all night, but can you guys uh, give me some new music I can check out? There's some recommendations. Let's go around the table. Like, D- like Deicide? <laughs> or or like, like in the vein of what bands that you enjoy? Oh, something just extreme, extreme, like something that makes me want to, I don't know, just, just whip my nipples against a egg beater. <laughs> On high power. I hear you. Uh, Are the nipples on high power or is the egg beater? (laughs) Grindcore. Why not both? Let's do, uh, well. uh, By the way, throw the nipples and the egg beater into the slow cook. Yes. Get a nice melange of uh, aromas. Nipples. Nopples. Purple. Oopal. Hula hoop. Yes. Uh, Well, well, Charnas. I want to use, I want to make an omelet. Uh, All right, I'll start. Sure, go Go ahead. ahead. I saw a video, it came up. Uh, on my YouTube, this, the new video for Animals as Leaders. Oh, that's a wonderful Boy, it is bizarre. Oh, it is animals. really weird. Yeah, it's really weird. It's good. That's an instrumental It's very band. extreme. Oh. No vocals to get in the way for you. I no would... vocals? Mm. Wow. Just... They must be good. They good. must be good. Musicians. They're really good, yeah. Uh, okay, I will check this out. I will check this out. I will go on my YouTube, <laughs> and I will uh, I'll check it out, and we'll get beaten. All right. Well, there you All go. Right. Well, thank you for your time, Charnus Mayweather. Okay. Merriweather. Remember, Charnus Merriweather. Charnus with a C H. Okay. Love you, Charnus. See you. See you on the flip side, Merriweather. Beautiful. We got the lines are still blowing up. Two one three wide knot. It's two one three nine four three three six eight eight. Four three two, you're on the line. Oh, uh, I'm trying to listen. Are are we are we all? Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, caller. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we'll, we'll put you back he on hold. Angry that we put him on. <laughs> he sounded like he was in the middle of something, you. like wiping or like, <laughs> inconveniencing him. You called us. Area code eight oh three. I believe this is Sam. 803, Hello? you're on the air. Yes. Hey, this is Sam. Hello, Sam. How are you Hello. enjoying the show so far? I am enjoying it greatly. It's funny because uh, it is my first time ever hearing about Mrs. Smith. Mm-hmm. She sounds very pleasant. I also happen to be driving back to Columbia, South Carolina, which is where I live. Whoa. So this is Kismet. Yeah, so I'm hoping somebody can put a link in Discord of details on this event. Yes, look it up the Senate, can, darling. If I happen to be in town, I, I want to make it. Because as we much did as cover I listen this. to rock and metal, I've never actually been to any kind of rock or metal show. Or The closest thing I've been to for a con- uh, concert is um, a symphony of Zelda music. And so I've never been to any other kind of rock or metal concert. So ever, or just in South Carolina? Pop that cherry. 
No pop is Well, let me what? give you wow. two opportunities uh, for a double cherry pop. Um, <laughs> one is on the Saturday before the wah-off. I will have a guitar clinic at 5.30 at the Art Bar. And at that, I will play a bunch of my songs, some covers. I'll do a Metallica classic. And I will also discuss my gear and answer questions. You could take pictures and things like that. So that will be great fun. And it's free. And then the wah-off is as part of the sh- the wedding band show. So it's Kirk Hammett's wedding band show at the Senate on Sunday the 8th. And I believe it's it's like 7.30 or something, yeah. And you say he does covers. Okay. Yes, they're cover tunes, and they play everything that you would love to hear at a wedding. Oh, so it's... Oh, yeah, it's so it's real, it's real like the audience pleasers. Is, the wedding band is the... Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. I, I, it would be, I would say it would be more of a rock show yeah, it's than an, a metal it's an show. Event. It's an event. Who I else had, is in the group? Uh, it's Kirk, Robert Trujillo, oh. uh, Doc Coyle from Bad Wolves okay. and God Forbid, and I forget who the drummer is. I had heard... Queens of the Stone Age. Oh, it is. Oh. Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, I, I had heard the wedding busy. band, but I didn't know like it was like literal, literally a wedding band. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's the gimmick. Uh, the link is in the chat, by the way, Sam. And uh, you could just look up Mrs. Oh, Smith on metal injection, and uh, it'll it's the first result. Yeah. All right, Sam. We'll we'll put you back on the hold, yeah. and and hopefully you can make it out to that show. And we have one more caller. Nine eight zero. You're on the line. How's it going? Caller, you're on the air. <laughs> What's your name you and where you're from? That. Put Larry King to shame. You're in your element. This is uh, Chris from Charlotte, North Carolina. <gasps> Hello. Hi, Chris. <clears throat> How's everybody doing tonight? Wonderful, Chris. You're in Ric Flair country. One Carolina away from the concert venue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How are you doing? I'm doing very good. What's and uh, Mrs. Smith... Whether you probably don't realize this, but you know of me. <gasps> who's who is this? Someone from my past who's resurfaced here on a live cast to humiliate me in front of my new newsletter friends. <laughs> uh, goobers, you forgot Goobers. <laughs> so, Mrs. Smith, this is this is your hint. Carl LeMay presents the Great Wall. Carl LeMay. Oh, is this the gentleman who made the poster? This is. Oh, what is your handle again on Instagram? Uh, C. Yergis. C. What is it? How is uh, it spelled? C. Yergis. C. Y. E. R. G. E. S. C. Yergis. C. Yergis. Yergis. I can't find you. I know you by your face. All right, we have to tell the story. Um, well, what this, happened? This, this is. So dramatic. Is, <clears throat> I know. Hello? Suspense is killing me. Hello? I'm here. Oh, here he is, Chris. Chris is a Metallica mega fan, okay? He's a mega fan. Oh. Kirk Hammett, you better know. Oh. Treat the people right. He travels around the world seeing his favorite band and their me- their former members even. Here he is. I see Jason Newstead playing a Telecaster. <laughs> All right. Um, so he is such a mega fan. And when the wah-off happened, he made a, a beautiful poster um, that was amazing. He's a graphic designer, I believe, and he printed it huge, and he brought it to a Metallica concert, and people were taking pictures of him, and it really helped put gasoline on the fire. Oh, yeah, so how did this start? How did this wah-off 
kickoff. You cha- you made the challenge, right? Yes. Sta- uh, see, Jurgis, please stay on the line. Kindly yeah, stay on the line. Yes. Yeah, don't I'm, go anywhere. Because we're, we'll still- co- we're going to come back to you for commentary as a as a a top notch Metallica goober. So he, I, I will give you the full story. So what happened was this: um, on a guitar uh, YouTube talk show hosted by. Mark Ignacy. Now, Mark, you need to understand the world of the guitar fandom. It's a small world, okay? And Mark had worked at a store called Norman's Rare Guitars, which is very known by rock stars because they love those rare guitars. They get the millions, got to spend it on something. They want Jimi Hendrix's 1952 Strat. So they would go to Mark and Norm. So they had about, I don't know, they had hundreds of thousands of followers on Instagram and YouTube. But still, you think, well, that's not very many. You never know who's watching. So on Mark Ignacy's talk show, I said, you know, I said, I, I abuse the Wawa pedal. And and I said, and I'm the number one abuser of the Wawa pedal. And I challenge, you know, and Kirk Hammett has a reputation as the number one abuser. And, I, and that is incorrect. And Mark explained that on the Internet with the memes and all that, Kirk and his fans indulge in this idea that he overindulges in the Wawa, uses it as a crutch. No such thing as using it as a crutch. Mm-hmm. Always use it as it's use it all the time. In fact, it, I, I I when I cover his songs, uh, when I do one, I play Wawa where there is none in his solo, and I think, <laughs> nice. why did you not use the Wawa on this solo? I'm wanting more. So it's not so much that Kirk needs to do. He needs to do more, more wall. Why is he holding back? You're saying he's he he's he should he's using the he should use the non Wawa part as a crutch. That's right. right. Use that as a crutch, exactly. which should be almost no part of the song that is not Wawa. <laughs> and so I issue the challenge. In the comments, Kirk um, accepted. In the comments? Yes. With so the blue written. check mark. Mm. Of course, Guitar Internet is set on fire that day. I'm on an Amtrak <laughs> from Hudson, <laughs> New York. I'm running this way and that, calling Ben Weinman uh, in a tizzy. And um, it took quite a while to make it all happen. Now, from your point of view, Chris... Sweet Chris. Yes, Senator. How did you hear about it? So uh, I was on the Metallica forums. I'm on there daily. And somebody posted up uh, a thread that said, hey, Kirk Hammett uh, retweeted my uh, Instagram post. And uh, so I clicked on it. And like the second post in that thread, was somebody posting up that, hey, Kirk Hammett accepted the WAF challenge from Mrs. Smith. So I clicked on that. It took me to said video that you talked about where you posed the challenge. And I just completely laughed my ass off when I saw this. I was like, this has to happen. Well, this is probably two weeks before the uh, the boys were playing in Raleigh. And I needed a, uh, I was planning on being on the rail in Raleigh. And I typically, when I, plan on being on the rail i try to have some sort of poster or something and i still needed a poster uh for the raleigh show and so when that happened it just for whatever reason sparked in my head hey let me make a poster about this that's kind of themed after a kind of horror type movie type poster and uh i whipped it up I'm, i'm i'm actually an engineer i'm a mechanical engineer by trade and uh I whipped it up in a couple days and had it printed and posted it up on Instagram and then Mrs. Smith saw it and uh, resent it out on Instagram and then Kirk did the same on top wow. of that. That's awesome. Uh, I remember you messaging me too the day of the show saying, uh, um, 
that some of the people at Metallica liked it. And I, I was on the rail with it pre-show, and one of the photographers came by and said, hey, Kirk wants the poster. <gasps> and I uh, left it with Dustin and, uh, after the show. Uh, I, was on, I was on Kirk's side of the rail. And, uh, yeah, and so the promos that you have seen for the loft were inspired – the design for that was inspired by the poster I created over a year ago. It absolutely was. <clears throat> it absolutely was. And what I love about this story and what's so fantastic about you, Chris, and all of the metal fans, these are enthusiastic people who throw themselves into this music. And, of course, we know Metallica has gotten very successful. They're a very slick operation. But still, isn't it really still about this type of raw passion? And the fans throwing themselves into it and getting DIY with it and making a poster. And the wah-off is happening, you know. You play a role, yeah. and, and you kept the ball in the air, right? It had been sort of lobbed, but it could have just fallen and just fallen flat and died. But you showed, nope, the fans are into this, and it's so wonderful. It's just so wonderful. Well, Chris, uh, I want you to stand in line because we actually have someone else. Uh, since you mentioned his name, and he has like a Google alert anytime. Uh, we have him online. Are you there, sir? Yes, I'm calling in via satellite. Oh yeah, okay. I just wanted to make sure it's Dave Mustaine. Uh, what's <laughs> What? Why are you calling I've into our a, show? I've got a bone to pick with your guest. What? Oh, I am. I am not happy. I'm not pleased. Oh, what's wrong, Dave? Well, you know, um, there's someone who should be in a wah-off. I don't want to name any names, but it's me. Oh. Dave, are you jealous? You're not in this wah-off. I'm a little bit. I don't want to use the word jealous because it's a word that's been applied to me a few too many times, but. <laughs> <laughs> I should be in this thing, and also, I think Wawa sucks. How about that? <laughs> Dave, Dave, can I chime in here? This is Mrs. Smith. Of course, I'm a huge fan of you because you are, you know, the enemy of my enemy. Tell me um, more. <laughs> Dave, Dave, I, I think that everyone should worship you like a god. Well, you know, I'm starting to rethink my position here. <laughs> now, Chris, would you... Wait, hold on. Shut up. I want to get buttered up a little more. <laughs> what were you saying? Well, I just think that, you know, everything that you do and say is just a symphony of disruption. You know, you are one classy lady, let me tell you. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I, my whole outlook on life has changed thanks to this phone call. Do you want to maybe volunteer to be uh, Mrs. Smith's trainer for the wall? Forget about that. I'm going to. I feel like running a marathon right now. Now, Dave, hold on. I feel terrific. We have one of your fa fans on the phone. Chris, do you remember meeting Chris? Hello, Chris. Meet the real Chris. <laughs> no, you're Dave. All right, I'm Dave. Wait, but Chris, it's are you a fan? Hold on a second. I just want to be clear here. Chris, are you a fan of Dave Mustaine's Mega Death? Um. Uh, how do I put this down? <laughs> oh. Watch your words. Pick your next words carefully, sir. I know people in the CIA. We'll put it this way. So I have an appreciation for Dave's guitar talent. Oh, urge to punch Ellison rising. Attributed to the meta, to the uh, uh, metal community. Must but find I don't weaponry. Think hold the point, Metallica. Sir, I'll have you know, I know kung fu. But do, do you recognize, of course, that he was ejected from this band? Yeah. For a a, a characterological disorder. It was uh, that 
uh, plagued another member of the band who, you know, day. maintained control of the band. And, and what that he, doesn't seem fair. And James kicked my dog, too. But, but, Dave, I will tell you, I spent my hard-earned money, and I will be meeting Your hard-earned money? Later this year. You shouldn't have spent that on... Oh, that's terrible. That's that's That should be a dedicated part of your budget. But listen... Don't spend your hard-earned money. <laughs> I have to tell you that... Hard-earned um, money. That's what I said, hard on money. He's an engineer. <laughs> what do you mean you spent your hard on money? <laughs> Wish him like a god. Ah. His will roll. <laughs> you don't want to know what I did with my hard on money. <laughs> he's a cancer survivor. He's here. He's went in a he's in a white scarf and dressed in linen. You are one sexy broad. <laughs> There's one thing I find sexy in a woman, and that's saying terrific things about Dave Mustaine. Dave Mustaine, the enemy of my enemy, is my friend. I embrace you. I feel your pain, the pain of your journey. Um, and I think you've done amazing things despite it. Look, you're, you're part of the top four, the mega four. I was actually going to make a comment on that. I am issuing an edict. Henceforth, there is no more big four. It's now the big two. Dave Mustaine and Mrs. Smith. I accept. (laughs) Well, it was a pleasure to meet you. I've got things to do. And Chris, I don't know if you know this. I'm just going to run it by you. Me, Dave Mustaine, used to be in Metallica. Just process that. Founding member. Wrote most of the songs. That's all. Just want to throw that in there. All right, got to go. Bye, everybody. Bye, Dave. See you soon. Uh, thank you for your call, Chris. <laughs> Bye. So, Chris, will we see you at the Wa-Off? Uh, I, I'm about 95% sure. I, I travel a lot for work, and I think I have arrangements now to fly back on Saturday so I can uh, drive down to Columbia on Sunday. Well, so we have I'm, to bring I'm your poster. I will be there. Bring your poster with you. Oh, Kirk took it or whatever. Oh, Come. We gotta I will get a be picture. making a small update to it to update it with the actual dates, and uh, I will have a copy for you. I would, and I would love to meet you and take a pic. I'm, I'm so thrilled and keeping a, such a fantastic fan. You're the best, kiddo. Mrs. Smith, you too. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, would you be kind enough to field a question from our chat room? Mm. Yes, yes. Uh, El Durino asks, uh, would you have a leg drop off against former Metallica bassist Hulk Hogan? <laughs> <laughs> Drop off. Would that interest you? Uh, uh, I listen. I'm 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 done with boundaries. I'm done with being <laughs> straitjacketed by society, by the strictures, by expectations. I've thrown off all the ex-husbands. I'm not going back there, and I'm just diving headlong into this. I'll give anything a try once. Excellent. Oh. And you did say, uh, well, I hate to bring up a sad topic. You said you were barren, so this uh, physical activity would not damage well, spiritually your spiritually barren. Oh, that's I what I mean. I just don't see the point. Oh, I got you. I misunderstood earlier. But who knows? Dave Mustard sounds pretty good. <laughs> yes, he is. He's a he's a keeper. Uh, we got some more calls. Two one three wide nut is the number. That's two one three nine four three three six eight eight. We have area code four one zero on the line. What's your name? Where you're Holy from? Holy shit! Am I on the live cast? You are. You are. Welcome. Oh my god! Uh, first time, long time. This is Zach from Nebraska. 
Uh, I've been listening to you guys since I was like 14. Oh my god! I'm 24 now. Oh my goodness! Wow. So, so right from the beginning, then this is our 11th season. So you are a true long time. Is this Zach Beats? <gasps> Could be. No, this is oh. Zach G. Okay. Zeke three six three six in the chat, but I'm okay. not in the chat very often. Okay, I remember. Uh, so uh, last episode, you guys were given relationship advice. Is that still is that still yeah. thing? Always. Sure. And we have Mrs. Smith here. Okay, so. Yeah, and Mrs. Smith, you're a fucking legend. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, wow. so I do have uh, some relationship questions for you guys. So as mm-hmm. I said, I've been listening to you guys for like 10 years, and I love the podcast. But uh, I've been dating my girlfriend for about five, and she's wonderful. I have no complaints uh, except for one small thing is that she doesn't like the live cast. Mm. So uh, should I break up with her? <laughs> <laughs> Now, well, well I, I need a little more information here. So you tried to play some episodes for her, and she wasn't into it? What did she say? Yeah, so, like, I, you know, listen to you guys, uh, like, when I'm just walking around, doing chores around the house, you know, taking a shower or whatever, and she hears it, and she's just like, can you turn this off? And I'm like, why? <laughs> it's funny. It's nice. And, nice. Uh, it's and nice. I learned all everything I know about Jewish people from you guys, and yes. that's pretty important. Is she yeah. anti-Semitic? You know, no. Nebraska, small town, Nebraska. Well, it is Nebraska. She could be anti-Semitic. No, I don't want to. I don't want to throw it around. I have a question. So, well, she might. Yeah, go ahead. Is it, wait, what were you going to say? Go ahead. Sorry, yeah, you go what first. What were you going to say there? It sounds like something interesting. Uh, she has some Jewish blood in her. So oh. I highly doubt she's anti-Semitic. Does she want a little? I could mom. be wrong. <laughs> Uh, all right. You want to put Jewish blood in her mouth? <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a fetish thing. But anyway, so, so not so not yours. It wasn't a double entendre. You literally want to inject her with a hypodermic yeah. needle full of Jewish blood, is what you're saying? Okay. Blood that playing. would help her like the live cast, sure. Now I have a question. So what's her objection? Okay. Uh, like in other words, you said it's playing sort of ambiently when you're doing things. So is it just, is she even hearing the content? Is it a content-based objection, or is she just not like our voices, or what is it? I don't know if it's the voices. I mean, I think I asked her what she didn't like about it, like trying to have a real serious conversation. <laughs> and she was oh, like, dear. <laughs> Good man. Uh, she said uh, she just, it wasn't for her. And I don't know what that it's means. Fun. you got to probe a little more. you got to find out why. No, why? I yeah. mean, it's a problem with well, some Jewish blood. She something about the fart jokes. She didn't like the fart jokes. Yeah, oh, that's like 90% of the so, show. Does she herself fart? <laughs> in front of you. Yeah, do you guys fart in front of each other? Maybe it's awkward. What's the deal? Well, I fart in front of her constantly. Does she fart in front of you? Oh, that's... Uh... Mm. If it's a now one, if it. it's a one-way fart <laughs> boulevard, you may have a problem. Yeah, you may be, you may okay. have. Well, let's put it this way: couples should reach a point where they're farting in front of each Absolutely. other. Absolutely, but you may have uh, breached a boundary by farting prematurely in front of <laughs> yeah. your, your significant. Well, it's been five years. I think uh, that's well, how, a good... when, When's the boundary? Well, well no, it's my been five years. Well, how here's long? the thing. Here's the thing. It may not be a time limit issue. It may be that. You breached the boundary too early, and now it's sort of something that can that's been crossed uh, erroneously, and now well, I, this left a mark. Can I raise an issue, please? Yes, <clears throat> from from a woman's please perspective. Um, after you have these debates about this metal live cast, is she in the mood to make whoopee? Uh, no. Sometimes. Oh, I'd say about sixty percent of the time. Oh, the show is a big turn on. So the yeah. conflict. It 
gins it's, up uh, a Darren's little voice, bit of... Actually, she really likes Darren's voice. Hey. Oh, boy. Hey oh Darren's voice. Hey. <laughs> I've been working on it for 10 years. Uh, I don't think there... I think it's fine to have things that you like that she doesn't like. Yeah, sure. It's very important to have separate spheres. Yeah. But not this. This, okay. this pick yeah. something not else. Not this. Uh, you can always just... This is the line, though. Right. Put on... Head... No, no, no. Do you have uh, wireless headphones? Put, put some wireless <laughs> headphones on while you're cleaning. Or mm-hmm. she could put earplugs, maybe, in... <laughs> Maybe she can leave the house. Yeah, take a fucking walk. Yeah. Well, also, Nebraska, there's plenty of flat ground. Yeah. I'll say this. Yeah, go hang out in a Get a dog and then have her walk the dog for a couple hours. So you listen to the show and then you let her know it's done. She come back in. Pick some corn. A healthy ass dog. He wants a dog, so you might be on to something. There we go. Compromise. But I would Thank say you, Sid. you solved my relationship oh. problem, Sid. Thank you. My I was, pleasure. I was hoping Did you ever to... think you'd hear that in your life, Sid? Yeah. yeah I'm, just, I'm surprised and, I've heard it so few times. As long as the live cast is running, you know, hanging upside down cross on the door so yeah. she knows not to come back. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Good idea. I was hoping the solution would okay. be more ending up with her listening to the show. Here's the thing. Yeah. Unless she's downloading separately and listening on her own, it doesn't help <laughs> right. us anymore. That's so true. I don't give a shit. That's true. You take a so walk. Maybe she could just download it and like put it on mute just so we have the. Or yeah, she, when she goes out to walk the dog, okay. she has it on mute so she herself will know when it's done. She doesn't need to rely on it. She'll just see the time Perfect. count. Well, what about this? She's Wait. having a snowstorm. Yeah. I've, had, I've had another inspiration. How about this? How about you download the, the show? You listen, you go your separate way, she walks the dog, and she joins our Patreon. And she listens to the Patreon episodes. <laughs> maybe, maybe she'll like the bonus episodes. It's yeah. different. We don't yeah, do yeah, as yeah. much fart material. Right. We stay yeah. on top. And then you'll meet at the end and discuss it. You have a little discussion group, and then you can have sex. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Okay. All right. We've given you a lot of options. Any, other, yeah, any, thank any, you guys. any other questions? Uh, did you mention a point? Yeah, one more thing. Oh, how many? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Does he really have a thing, or does he want to get one? You didn't one? hang up. Come on, guys. I thought, I thought you had one more thing. All right, say it again. Oh Go ahead. Oh, my God. Say it again. You guys can't even live cast right. right. Whatever. <laughs> I was giving the guy the benefit of the doubt. He wanted to say something. Come on, man. That was a great call. Thank you, Zeke, Zach, Zeke, Zach. Please, call again. Yeah. You know so much about us, and we know so little about you. By the way, in that goodbye drop... Kirk Hammett is featured. Yes, the enemy. From his more well-known band. No, my my blood doesn't boil when I think of him. I get cold. Oh. I go cold and dark. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We have another call. Uh, Once again, the number is 213-WIDE-NUT. 213-943-3688. We have area code 973. Jersey. Caller. Hey. Hi. Hello. Who is this? Hey, guys. It's Ben Ben Weinman, and you've stopped talking about Jewish shit and farts, so I really have nothing to say. It's Dillinger Escape Plan's Ben Weinman. Oh, my goodness. And my manager. Hi. Ben, why aren't you reviewing contracts? Why are you calling into this goober newsletter? (laughs) (laughs) I I actually... um, I actually am calling. I wanted to chime in on relationship and farts because it's a really serious subject for me. But um, okay. go ahead, Ben. Other than that, it sounds like you guys are having a great time. Oh yeah, I'm so proud of you, Mrs. Smith. Oh, um, thank you, kid. No, I'm in L.A. A- and we're making stuff happen. Is you're in some- L.A. Yes. Oh, and you're taking meetings and whatnot. 
I'm, and I'm getting breast implants. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, you know, the Ibanez Hoshino um, factory is near there, so if you need to stop by and check out that glitter guitar they're building, that's no problem. It's only out in the middle of nowhere. Good idea. Good idea. Um, what are you doing out there, I Benjamin? Know, well, honestly, they had a they had to send it to someone special to paint it, like a special painter. Me? Special so. treatment? I, I hate that. I just hate that. <laughs> no, you don't. Don't be coy. Special, <laughs> special, special painter. <laughs> So, all right, guys. Well, anyway, I just wanted to say what's up. Well, thank you for calling in, Ben. Have a good one. You we too. love you, kitten. Bye. There's like a Bob Hope cameo. <laughs> Big stars are calling in just to say hi. <laughs> Not staying long. We just pop onto the couch for a few oh, minutes. Oh, you're doing a wonderful him. job. What? He's doing a good job. He really is. Now, I have to ask. There's no, like, May-November romance situation there, is there? Benjamin is married. Uh, first of all, I just would never even dare. He's so young. But Benjamin is married to an absolutely lovely woman named Jen. And it's they have a wonderful romance and a fabulous. Um, they live out in Jersey, and it's it's wonderful to see. Do they have farm animals? Yes, there's a a, um, a sanctuary. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really it's really something else. Mm. Yeah. Are you a lover of animals, specifically of cats? Of course, cats mainly. Dogs, meh. You know. How many cats do you have? I I had a cat who's gone missing. Oh, That's oh, like wild. literally the biggest emotional trauma triggers. So thanks for stepping Good on job, that. Rob. Um, I now need to go to therapy for five hundred oh, hours. That's why Rob is um, a great interviewer. <laughs> he likes sorry. to ask the hard hitting questions. I, 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 lost, I lost my dog for two days, so I can relate. Oh, two, two whole days. days. She ran away from me. Now a runaway dog is very different from a runaway cat because we know cats are very self sufficient. But a runaway dog is like a missing child. Puppy. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Where was that little thing? She was behind a bush. (laughs) She was just behind a bush. She is a survivor. She's like, I'll just find a bush. I'll chill out. And then some other dog. Something will happen. Was sniffing it. Was sniffing the bush. And that, like, got her (laughs) to come out of the bush. Getting risque here. (laughs) Really? Yeah. And then then this woman was like, whose dog is this? (laughs) And she brought it to her. Local the, the little vet. dog was like, I am sort of hungry by this bush. I wonder if someone's going to feed me. Oh, it's oh. I don't want to get into it. Now I, now I need therapy. Sad. Now I'm sad. <laughs> um, wait, so, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Can I ask my question? Yeah. Yes. So you're having Ibanez make you a custom guitar for this wah-off? Yes. It's a, it's a production model RG550, which is based on the gem guitar. Oh. And, but yes, it has a custom paint job. So it will be a gold sparkle with chrome hardware wow. to go with my jewelry and whatnot. And then we selected the outfits specifically to go with that. Oh. Just so everything really pops, you know what I mean? There's going to be a lot of cameras, and you want to be ready. You do you do I mean? your own styling, or do you have help with that? I, I do have, sometimes have some help. I do have some help, five or six, eight, nine, ten, wow. like 12 people. Um, my makeup artist comes when I'm lying in bed and often does my makeup while I'm still sleeping. Oh, that's convenient. Is, yeah. is, I have night terrors, too, so sometimes I wake up and it's like, you know, a <laughs> scare oh, show. Goodness. And then she has to start all over. <laughs> Oh, okay. That's it. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's how Kiss started, by the way. Well, we're <laughs> all at night terrors. Yeah, well. While they were getting their makeup done. Their terrors, yeah. all right. Yeah. <laughs> now, speaking of terrors, a good friend of yours, Steve Vai. Now, there have been rumors... Some people are trying to say that you are Steve Vai. I am looking at you right now. You are not Steve Vai. I am five foot eight. He is ten foot fifteen. I mean, he's an <laughs> absolute gargantuan. I met him, and he's the tallest 
you know, spiritual being having a human experience that I've ever met. Mm-hmm. Absolutely huge. Um, so yes, no, I am not Steve Vai. I am a person. I'm. I'm. A, this is real life. I mean, everything is real. I'm real. You're real. Everything that's happening to us is real. Um, I don't know why people would think that I'd be in some getup, like some alter ego. Although I'm also fascinated by this idea. You know, I might take on an alter ego, mm-hmm. like maybe a dark, like a witch mm-hmm. or something like that. But for now, I'm just being me. But there, people thought I was Buckethead. They think I'm what? the guy from Steel Panther. Oh, my God. <laughs> Come the on. The guitarist? Yeah. Satchel? No. No. You're much prettier. Thank you. <laughs> he seems perfectly nice. Um, uh, yes, Buckethead, all kinds of things. And it's the, part of it is the echo chamber that we're in. Part mm-hmm. of it is the sense, of course, it feels as if we're in an eternal return, doesn't it? Um, that nothing is new. Everything is a reboot. Everything mm. is a prequel. So the idea that someone would be entirely new coming into this world is very hard for people to accept. Mm, I see. But like, so what was it like meeting uh, Steve? Did he have words of encouragement for you? Did you have words of encouragement for him? He was very kind. He was very tall. Um, I showed him the picture of my missing Carlisle. He came running over Mm. and he said, "Um, I've seen you. You really can play. Um, And I said, where do you see me? How? I was so frightened by that idea. Just that some people were watching me. Do you know what I mean? Like, where? Yeah. how did you see this? Yes. And he said, YouTube. You upload videos to YouTube. And then I remembered, <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> and um, It's like a newsletter. Said, have you got, exactly, it, uh, for your eyes. He said, have you gone on yet? And I, I said, I've already performed. Thank goodness, because the performance was a little rough. Hmm. Um, it was one of my first appearances, and I was quite nervous. I thought, will I be accepted by these metalheads? And the person who introduced me was rather abhorrent in his introduction. It was unkind. In what way? And it was unsophisticated. And so I went out there, and I had to make the best of it. But by the end, they were all saying, Carlisle, Carlisle, where is Carlisle? Mrs. Smith. And I thought, I won them. <laughs> so anyway... But you always feel, oh, something could have been better when you're on stage. That's how I always feel. It could have been better. It could have been better. Better in rehearsal. So he was very kind. And then I tried to pitch him a web series, and he just walked off. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, do you think he knew what a web series is? Yeah, you might have had to explain the He's concept. a pretty savvy guy. Um, and so he, and then we, we were later got in touch, and we, we email sometimes. He's a very, very, very sweet man and a, and a tremendous artist. I was just listening to his Passion and Warfare today. Yeah. What a creation. What a work of artistry. I mean, be, the guitar playing alone, but also the symphonic arrangements. He really is a artist using the guitar. He's not a, He is a guitarist, but he is so much more. And he now is spreading spiritual teachings, you know, in his interviews, Eckhart Tolle and, and uh, the Law of Attraction. And he really is trying to help people to live better. I think he's just a tremendous person. I really do. Uh, one person that, you, that uh, might have uh, sent you uh, to therapy for a few sessions is Joe Satriani. Huh. <laughs> oh, well, is it? Oh. Joe Satriani is a student of Steve Vai's. The opposite. Oh, the Vai is an opposite. Is a student of Satch. And do you know who else is a student of Joe Satriani? Mr. Kirk Hammett. Uh oh. You brought. Oh my. He's bit off a lot more than he can chew. <laughs> Fighting words. 
What? Um, I, I never knew that. I thought I knew everything. So <laughs> I, want, I want to read this quote so from, 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 uh, from Joey Satch. This is the crux of what makes Mrs. Smith so funny. Funny? What's funny? Everything I'm doing is deadly serious. Really? There is this woman, fact, who who doesn't look right. What? What? You look amazing. Doesn't How look right. How does Joe look lately? Uh, maybe maybe, yeah. maybe when you please start reading this quote all over again? Okay. Action. This is the crux of what makes Mrs. Smith so funny. Funny? The, <laughs> there's this woman... Who doesn't look right. What? You look amazing. That's rude. Rude. Who's doing this stuff in the wrong place. I guess by doesn't look right, it means it doesn't look right that you're this fabulously dressed woman with a guitar. I don't know what he's talking about or how he would feel comfortable saying these things in the pages of Rolling Stone. Who's doing this stuff in the wrong place? Wrong place? There's a wrong place to play guitar? In a cabaret or on a street corner? I'm sorry. Don't we want people who don't love the guitar already to discover the guitar? Is that not a goal? It's a goal of mine. And yet is out shredding the person who is totally dedicated to shredding, who's got the pants and the hair and the right amp and the pointy guitar. So hold on, you need to wear pants? And is the implication that Mrs. Smith is not totally dedicated to shredding? Because clearly she is. There's also, so many backhanded compliments right. yeah. in yes. this quote. That it sort of boggles the mind. The other thing is that's weird is that he's sort of uh, criticizing you for being too good at what you're doing. And if I'm reading that right, right? You're out shredding the person who's dressed, quote unquote, correctly. That doesn't make any sense. Just the idea of, and I'll tell you this much, and it was a moment for me when I was on the streets of Provincetown, Massachusetts, a gay enclave. I am not gay. That's not my personal truth. <laughs> but many of my friends are. They're good people. It's very supportive. They're, they are You're an people. ally, for sure. I am an ally. And I was shredding on a gay enclave. <laughs> and they were stopped in their tracks saying, wow. And two lesbians who own an art gallery would come down and listen to me, and they would say, Mrs. Smith, we would never listen to this guitar playing ever in our entire lives, but when you do it, there's something about you that we love it. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry that I'm de-ghettoizing your precious guitar, which seems to be owned by certain kinds of men who play in certain kinds of places with certain kinds of particular But I'm done it, I'm doing it, and I'm gonna keep doing it, and we're going all the way to the top. Yeah! Yeah, Satch! Take that, Satch! No, Satch, Mrs. Smith goes to Washington. We're going to take this to the White House. No, it's South Carolina. (laughs) South South Carolina. That's right. We're taking this to South Carolina. And then what? Then Washington. Sure. Wa Washington, am I right? <laughs> there's more. Oh, there's more to the quote? Oh, my God. He embarrassed himself further, this old decrepit Altechacher? How dare he? Uh. Okay, but ultimately, the world of old-school shred is still a relatively conservative space. Oh, this is the uh, author author saying this. Uh, When asked if he could see a future where Mrs. Smith might share the stage with him, Satriani seems skeptical. (laughs) uh, Now this is Satriani's quote. I know from reading thousands of letters and posts and meeting fans night after night that this music means a lot to them. So I wouldn't want to compromise that. It's a different thing. Does he share the stage with anyone, though? 
But also, what's compromised? I don't understand. It's not like you just take a guitar and smash it around really well. It just seems like kind of gatekeeping. Yes. Uh, I mean, it's totally gatekeeping in the sense of, like, you can't have fun with this serious thing, which is Shred. Could we? But it's just like this whole thing is supposed to be about fun. And just just so we're clear, he's in Chicken Foot, right? (laughs) That's different. That's different. That. People are coming Never for fun. in a million years would I be in a band called Chicken Foot. God I mean, forbid. not if you paid me a gabalion. <laughs> they probably, not even I if mean, there, are, there, are, there are limits to, to... I mean, there's just a place where you walk off the cliff edge of taste. Yeah. And that is one of them. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have Joey Sacks no, on the show in a few It's an unpleasant image. Say. It calls to mind an unpleasant image. A chicken, chicken foot... foot in yeah. your face, dirt, disease. It's absolutely Toenails. no sense. Mm. I just think of that like dish that Darren you ate at like the Chinese restaurant where oh, it's all like gizzard? chicken feet. Oh mm. no, it's oh, chicken feet. God, just a plate full of chicken. Feet. Anyway, look, this is part of being out there in the world. People are going to say things about you. Did I feel sick to my stomach when when, when my um, assistant read that article to me? Yes, I did. I felt exposed. I felt absolutely exposed. I felt like oh, now they know they know me. I don't want to be known. I want to hide. I, I and I've never wanted to be noticed. Um, but it happens. I mean, with hair that big. Right, and stepping out on stages and shining lights and stuff, people, I guess, will ultimately notice you. We can't even fit uh, our headphones around your your hair. We have to get you a special... We have two separate headphones (laughs) that you're holding. You're cupping each headphone ear up. But... no, so that's a really beautiful thing that you were saying about the Provincetown lesbians. That uh, I kid you not, they would follow me down because I was living in a mule shed at the time behind a local comedian's home, and they would follow me down. They'd see me with the amp walking, and they'd go, they'd poke each other, and they would close their gallery and follow me down. I'd plug in my battery-operated amp with my tracks, and I would play Joe Satriani surfing with the alien, Steve Vai's uh, Hand on Heart, Voodoo Child, blues backing tracks for 45 minutes. I would go around and around with my tracks, 45-minute tracks. Sometimes I'd go three rounds, and I'd look up, and the same people would be sitting there. And that's when I realized the guitar has been denied people. By the gatekeepers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's been denied people. It's not that they stopped liking it. It's not that all of a sudden people were like, no, the guitar, we don't like it anymore. It's the people who control what is listened to that have decided that people don't like the guitar. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Yeah. Could it be... Now, this is going to be a little controversial. Hot take! That maybe Joe Satriani, who must have locked himself in a room through his entire adolescence playing and practicing guitar, could it be that That's he's That's all he was missed- doing. He's only what? Could it be that he is misunderstood or maybe socially inept because he spent like his good years locked in a room practicing his scales? Well, and perhaps also part of it is just the incredible envy because I uh, acquired my mad guitar skills when I had been kidnapped by a Norwegian death metal band Mm. and suffered the Stockholm Syndrome. Um, and this was in the 90s. I was kidnapped and held in a closet for three months. And so I had an accelerated process. There was nothing else in there but a guitar. And they were threatening. And they were trying to get money from my husband, who was a marshmallow magnate at the time. <laughs> and I was saying, and I thought, all I have to do, I'll, I'll, I was total darkness. You know, uh, uh, hello, hello, ding, dong, dong, ding. You know, and I just, I had nothing else to do. And so I was playing. And the fever, the psychical uh, kind of transformation took hold. I burst from that closet. I took over that band. Um, and ultimately, 
uh, triangulated the bass player and the guitar player and destroyed them through that triangulation. <laughs> a kind of like, it As wasn't a love affair, but it was like, I knew how to get under their skin. Uh-huh. You know, I'd sidle up to the bass player and I'll be like, do you know what he's saying about you now? Oh, that bass player. He's saying that you're not in the pocket. <laughs> and I would say, I don't even think there should be a pocket in this music. What do you think? And then he would go off and I could see he'd become deranged. So I had an accelerated process and I think that people think it's not fair she always spent three months mm. learning to play like that. I had to spend all that time. And I, I, I uh, you know, I accept their hatred. I accept their judgment. I accept their skepticism. You know, um, all I can do is me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's all I can do. Well, I mentioned big hair. And uh, I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention Yingwei in the same Breath as big hair because he might have hair as big as yours, Mrs. Smith. Maybe bigger, bigger, argu- arguably. Uh, are you friends with Mr. Malmstein? With the Malmsteins? Not met him or talked to him. Now I was voted through on a guitar competition that he was a judge on. So now I have no idea what that means. But what I will say is to be hated by Ingve Malmsteen is the highest compliment any mm. human being could ask for. Mm. And I read on these message boards, these guitar players, oh, he's so rude. He's so egotistical. Uh, you know, I went up to him at the bar after his concert and he, you know, he called me a, a fool. Or, you know, he was so rude to me. <clears throat> Do not approach Ingve Malmsteen. Just as you would not approach a fire-breathing dragon. This is an elemental. <laughs> uh, just as you would never approach an evil sorcerer, right? <laughs> Lest they cast you and turn you into stone. This is not a human. It's a divine being trapped in a human experience. Do not ask him to be nice to you. Happy people don't make history. That's <laughs> true. Wow. So poignant. Well, everybody wants their stars to be just like us, and some of them are. Um, if they're just like us or they, be, they were not just like us and have become just like us, chances are their art has suffered. <laughs> We've all seen this, right? When they were kind of ego-driven and wild and on fire and self-destructive, the work is incredible. And then they kind of like – they start – you know, like they just start getting – they start watching Oprah or something. But like Ingve has never ceased to be the elemental, and he can be as rude as he wants to be. I love it. Well, I do want to mention again this wah off before we start getting into our hate mail. Oh, and, and, hate uh, mail? Yes, we get uh, loving letters and, and voicemails from our The Cry Baby Battle Royale. Kirk Hammett versus Mrs. Smith is happening March 8th at the Senate in Columbia, South Carolina. It is the same night that Kirk is playing with his cover band, The Wedding Band. So if you're in the area, Seems like a fun night out. Does not? I think so. And that's a Saturday? It's a Sunday. It's a Sunday. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be so great. Mm. And you're going to be giving a guitar clinic on Saturday. Yes. On Saturday will be the clinic. Yes. Mm. Will be my um, psychosomatic extreme guitar techniques experience clinic. And I will also go over a lot of the wah-wah-ing. I don't want to give away all my weaponry, but I will go over my wah-wah-ing. And people will be able to ask questions. I'll play some of my original songs as well as some covers. And the the Bob Ross technique, is yes. that something that you've developed? Is it something you can briefly tell us about? Well, it, it, it intersects with a controversial topic, which is universal health care. Mm. Um, 
you know, I get contacted by so many of my fans. They're suffering terribly, um, especially with mental disorders, unresolved addictions. And I just think, God, I, what can I do for them? They live out in the middle of nowhere and there's no doctors. Or in the city and they fall between, you know. It's like they're not poor enough for Medicaid, but they've got, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and then, they, then they don't fill out some paperwork, you know, and then they lose the insurance they had and it's just too much, right? And so I thought as a kind of stopgap until we get single payer, God willing, that they would could use Bob Ross videos on YouTube as a way to just decompress and create peace. Oh. And so the, the video is about that process, going from anxiety to serenity with the help of Bob Ross. Gotcha. Mm. It no is, no one is. understands this video, not even the director, Drew Kaufman. <laughs> <laughs> It, it, watching, watching Bob Ross is very serene. He's on Netflix. It's nice. Every once in a while, I'll put, yeah. I'll put on an episode. Yeah. Very relaxing. Yeah. Uh, and Mrs. Smith, you're on social media. You can find Mrs. Smith on Facebook. And what's your Instagram handle? SmithCatMRS, like Mrs. SmithCatMRS. Mm-hmm. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, okay, let's get to some hate mail. Of course, you can send us some hate mail, some love mail, any sort of feedback by emailing hate mail at metalinjection.net. And um, also, uh, Darren, you brought it up earlier, but we, of course, have a Patreon where you yes, can get even more podcasting. Go to patreon.com slash metalinjectionlivecast. And uh, we're going to be having a new episode this weekend. Uh, the first of the month, we post a new bonus episode. Uh, and it's only five bucks a month, so you can get a little extra. And we do a roundtable discussion on the I Am Thor documentary, yeah. which is an amazing documentary. And we include a link where you can watch it for free. You can stream it completely. Don't tell anyone, though. Uh, no. It's, Secret. Oh, it's, it's, it's the legal oh, stream. Okay. It's cool. the same one Great. we use. Then tell everyone. Yeah, it has ads on it. Uh, yeah, there's like a few ads, but it's a, it's on Tubi. It's a wonderful little service. But we do a little discussion about it. We had a great time. We uh, we pissed we pissed our pants laughing. <clears throat> Did you literally? Yeah, because we were going so long, we didn't. Oh, that's what that what, what chain was. <laughs> so that's Patreon.com/slash Metal Injection Livecast, and then uh, send us some hate mail about it uh, by emailing hate mail at metalinjection.net. You can also send a voice memo or uh, a satinet. Oh, satinette. I want your satinette. I wanted to ask Mrs. Smith one thing before we get yes, to the hate. Yes, Darren. Um, I was just wondering, uh, the a movie, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, starring Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, is that a, a, a biographical, sort of a biopic of your life? I mean, I've lived through several marriages that were like that, and uh, some of them involving firearms, <laughs> um, where I had to arm myself. Um, I was once trapped in a banana republic. Oh, my goodness. Um, You've lived a life. Sadistic, sadistic, brutal dictator. And the thing was, he was so nice at that gala benefit that I met him at. He was like another person. Um, of course, that was in you know that was in another country. And then he got once he got me into that jungle, it was kill or be killed. Um, you never know who you're with. You never you? know. But you know the thing that I hate most about Mr. and Mrs. Smith the movie is that it's just it all it comes up my Google alerts. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't think of that. Mm, yeah, it's like you think, oh, more press attention. You know, mm-hmm. you know, another opportunity to contact a journalist and say, you know, you really got this detail wrong. <laughs> Can you please update it? <laughs> the old SEO bug. <laughs> Have you had to do that with metal injection yet? Or are they pretty good? Um, I think we've been okay. Oh, thank God. Oof. Metal injection has been called the TMZ of metal. I don't know if you, want, if you know that. 
Maybe not accurately. It's unfair criticism. I post. I I now I po- I if a story comes up like I posted your story about James, mm-hmm. um, taking care of himself and canceling those shows, which mm-hmm. I thought was the right thing to do. Um, and when I pull, I wanted to share it and share an image of it. And the first thing that came up was I think probably Rolling Stone or something like that. And so I scrolled through until I found Metal Injection oh. to share that screenshot. Well, thank. You. It wasn't the first result. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, Google. Rob is so hurt right now. Fuck the Google. This is worse than Joe Satriani giving me a backhanded compliment. (laughs) 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 Joe. Dave here. I have my friends in the CIA make you the first result next time. Oh, thanks, Dave. No problem. For Mrs. Smith only. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's get to the hate mail. This first one is from Abhijit and uh, brings up a good point. Uh-huh. Uh, he says, "Long, hey guys, long time, first timer here. Loved the Mustaine interview bit in the last episode. Mm-hmm. But LOL, think, are you thinking the journalist was a woman? Amit is a common Indian name for boys. Mm-hmm. I know why you got it wrong, though. Because you're racist. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so not just really. kidding. Not true. I know you're just a bunch of Duclaws. Well, actually, I want to say uh, that I, at first, thought that it was a man's name, but you said it so yeah. confidently yep. mm-hmm. that it was a woman that I didn't think to question. I thought it was a woman with a traditional man's yes. name. Yes. I completely admit it's my fault I misgendered because Hobbit, um, in fact, has very long, flowing locks of hair, and I didn't take a close enough Yeah, in the rock community, of- who would guess that it you, you don't you're, you don't really imagine that kind of thing, <laughs> but thank you for pointing that out, Abhijit, and I apologize. And Abhijit would like to uh, he has a little uh, postscript that he's a dude too. You waste of skin. Yeah. Oh. What's a D clause? Total waste of skin and life. Uh, claw is the it's like uh, uh, the paw like the thumb on a on a dog paw yeah. like that's up I think here. Oh yes, have it too. Those little tiny oh, yeah. fingers. And Dave Mustaine ref- referred yeah. to a former uh, was it like sound a guitar guy tech sound guy that he fired as one of those yeah. in a rant. Total <laughs> fucking Duclaw. There you go. <laughs> So, uh, how esoteric! <laughs> yeah, what he's obsessed with dogs. Ever since James had. Oh, I mean, there's nothing worse than a bad sound person, though. Yeah, they really. It's like all this work, and then it's ruined by one person. Yeah, yeah. Everyone here is working and <laughs> to make this music, and one mm-hmm. person can ruin it all. So again, I understand the outbursts. You're very understanding. Well, I yeah. never have them. I never have them. You have especially uh, some uh, some synergistic uh, vibes with Dave. I feel. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm definitely gonna want to get his number before I leave. I mean, he tends to fire all his band members fairly cyclically. So maybe next time that happens, you could swoop in and. <laughs> oh, uh, Marty Friedman. So there was early for me on Instagram, and I think he just follows people. But I, I hate it was that like guy. he follows me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw Marty Friedman followed you, and so I was like, "Who's Marty Friedman?" And then I look up. Former guitar player for Megadeth. And I was like, oh my God, this is scary. Yeah, I was going to say, who is that guy? I'm with you. Have you heard of Cacophony? Marty Freeman's. Oh, yeah. Yes, with Jason Becker. Yes. Jason Becker, amazing. Uh huh. Yes, yes. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, I want to say, I worked, uh, the one thing I remember about Cacophony, I worked in a record store uh, years ago, you know, in the 90s. 
uh-huh. and they had the little title, you know, where the CDs go in the mm-hmm. bin, and they had the title card that says cacophony, and they spelled it cacophony. C A C A. Never. Not, every time I see the word cacophony, I have to say it in my mind as cacophony. <laughs> go ahead. Sorry, a little sidebar. No problem. Uh, we have another piece of pay mail from Rob. Follow up to last week's conversation at the end of the show about Danny. He says, closure on last week's email. Danny is, in fact, English. He may have uh, Indian parents. Yes. But he is English. And there's proof from his wicked tubia. No, but that, I feel like that wasn't even necessary because I, I didn't doubt that he was from England. I meant because the, what the He's person from Birmingham. Said, the person who brought that up said, if I were to have described this person to you as English, the English kid, would you have known what we were talking? He was trying to remember the video that Danny did mm. and trying to ask us what it was, and he was going to describe the kid as English or whatever. I so I said, if you had said that, I'd never know. If you had said he's of Indian descent, I would have known. I see. Thank you for the clarification. I think I said that on the last show, too, but yeah, just want to underline that. Mm-hmm. No doubt, I do not dispute that he's English. All right, and then our uh, last bit of hate mail is from Christina. Oh, the live cast. It's Christina, a.k.a. Chrissy. Portuguese girl. I want to give feedback after my last voicemail, but I've been really, really busy these last few weeks. Nope, my friends didn't murder me yet because of the sweet popcorn. They are amazing, really. It seemed exaggerated, but we actually joke a lot about this popcorn thing. What was the popcorn thing? I forgot. I think she enjoyed sweet popcorn and her friends thought she was crazy. Oh, that's right. Okay, thank you. Simple as that. And uh, since I'm in disadvantage in the sweet popcorn team, (laughs) they do all kinds of jokes. But they're all amazing guys, and they helped they helped me a lot to overcome my anxiety. Speaking in Portuguese, they helped. Very good Portuguese accent, by the way. Email from Mama Raba. Yeah. Who knew? You really nailed it. Well, back to the important stuff. I need to share with you guys some of my favorite episodes and topics that I listened in the last few weeks. Uh, she quotes, it stinks. Oh, my God. I laugh so much every time you play the porn girl farting and saying it <laughs> oh, We haven't played that in so long. <laughs> Your reaction was hilarious. Even if I laughed so hard, I still didn't... L- uh, have enough curiosity <laughs> to watch the video. <laughs> don't, don't. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'll keep only with her voice in my head, and that's enough. Derek, can you uh, please? Porn girl farting? Do you have it? I don't have it as a, as oh. a clip. No, I have to find it on the internet. All right. Uh, and then, right for extraction, the episode. I guess these are episode titles. <laughs> Sounds right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is the episode where you passed Phil and Salmo talking and talking at some festival, and it was absurdly hilarious. Oh, yeah. uh, oh I think this was okay. Like so the this, stage banter. This was yes, floor. when uh, Knife the Glitter, uh, Kevin Atrezian, he had collected over the years like so many Pantera bootlegs, mm-hmm. his band that they clipped out Phil and Salmo stage banter. That is just the craziest fucking shit. And we play that on, on right for extraction. Uh, it's impressive how this guy can give so much funny content from his stupidity. It was hilarious, and at some time, I swear, I almost started crying from laughing. Wow. 
All right, so right for extraction. Check that out. Then Thrasher Gas hit the episode. He says, <laughs> uh, she says, I'm sorry, I'm so jealous you guys went on 70,000 tons of metal. Me and a friend of mine already talked the tons of times that we'd love to go to the U.S. just for that festival. I love listening to you guys reporting how it was. It seems so casual with the artists going around. Oh, it was so uh, fun. The same place as everyone. Yep. I would love to go one year. Who knows if one day I don't lose my head and go there. Probably not as soon as I still have one ocean on the way. Was uh, was sweet popcorn available on the cruise, Robert? I don't recall any popcorn. I'll bring your own. No popcorn, that might be no. a deal breaker for her. By the way, Phil has a rebuttal here. You're out of your fucking mind. <laughs> oh, Phil. <laughs> no. No. It's because of the sweet popcorn. He doesn't like it either. Virtue. Virtue. Virtue signal. <laughs> uh, oh, he's one of those. Yes, yeah. he is. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like him on a nice day. If he's, yeah. well, if he's upset, he'll just scream white power. The, well, the context is, you know, he said, he made this joke about white power. And yes, he, the joke was he did a uh, Sieg Heil salute and said white power. That was the joke. On stage. Uh, Always nice to see a white guy doing that. Yeah. So then he did. So wait. So then Always. he did an apology. I walked it back, and then later on, someone interviewed well, no, no, him. No, 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 no. First, he did not. He refused to apologize. Oh, right. Then there was a. Back. Then there was a massive, uh, like blow, as you would expect. Like, hey, what the fuck? Uh, and then he apologize and then people came out and like criticized them and were like hey he's always been racist he did right. this so then he was saying that these people were virtue signaling he, right he unwalked it back yeah. because they were taking advantage of this vulnerable position he was in to make themselves prop themselves up that was the context of that <sighs> Robert oh. <laughs> uh, discount Bavarian with Jim Florentine This is back to the hate mail now uh, She says now being more serious I like the concept of his book Everybody's Awful Except You And it reminds me when I quit social media When I moved to Luxembourg I was always posting pictures And how everything was perfect in my life since I moved Everything was a lie. I was in a deep depression and suffering with anxiety, feeling alone as hell and powerless. Oh, Still, I was posting like everything was fine to show my friends I left behind how good my life was. Just some months after, I noticed how awful I was with all of those lies, and I stopped posting, and I deleted all my photos and posts in major social media. Still have those... Mostly speak with some friends by uh, direct message, but I never post anything or go there. I'm a lot happier this way. Great. And you, sh- you are a delightful young lady. You should have nothing to feel that way about. You're a great writer. You're very, you sp- clearly writing. Great taste in popcorn. You're writing not in your native language and completely articulate and engaging. Uh, you should, yeah, exactly. Great taste in popcorn. This is a very common problem mm-hmm. where people feel. They have to put on a big show mm-hmm. on social media. Yeah. They'll always be successful, and I've fallen into it myself. Yeah, I... I but you I are always successful, so for you, it, it's factual. <laughs> well, it, not really. I mean, there, there's slow periods. That's really? what it is in the, in the wow. biz. Yes. Hard you have to believe. Ups and downs, and then... Even you know, Mrs. Smith. Yes. And sometimes you think, well, I don't know, or, gee, they're doing a lot, and I don't have anything going on right now, and they got this, and they got that, and then start comparing... And why would you do that? It's not spiritual. Understood. True. And then finally she says, all the strip... Uh, sh- oh, boy. <laughs> Let me try it again. All the shrimp? All the shrimp contest content. I, I, there was a tongue twister with contest content. Yeah. And I, I, my brain got ahead of me oh, <laughs> and fucked up shrimp. All the shrimp contest content 
Uh, she says, I love shrimp, and I'm sorry you lost, Rob. Thank you. <laughs> Robin, Robin, one of our listeners, several of our listeners. So one of our listeners had a, uh, had a shrimp off me, a shrimp eating contest. Similar like to the wild off, yeah. Shrimp cocktail. Uh, was it? It was peel and eat. I don't know if there was sauce, right? There was no sauce. It was, and it was not shrimp cocktail. It was like those tiny. May, maybe Mrs. Smith could weigh in on if there was a violation in the rules. So, okay, so we were doing the, the shrimp eating contest, and now they were giving you peel and eat shrimp. So I was peeling and eating my shrimp while my opponent was foregoing the peeling and was eating the shells like a monster. And won. And won because of the, what, what I say is a stretching of the rules. Your thoughts. Did you set up the rule that they must be peeled? I don't think it was spoken. Definitely not. It was an unspoken rule because of course you assumption have. and so you made an ass of you and me. Completely oh. agree. Completely agree. I said this at the time. You said shrimp eating contest. He ate he the shrimp. He technically ate the shrimp. I, I do not dispute. We should have been clearer. Now we know for next time. Oh, yeah. It's so important to post the rules where they can be visible. <laughs> See, I think you should have just eaten the, the, the shrimp. I eventually started doing that once I saw he was uh, getting the advantage. I, 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 like, would was do there it. chewing or did you just throw him in and swallow right away? No, I was, there was a little <laughs> chewing. But then like once I would hit the shot, I'd be like, ah. Yeah, I mean, that's why just, I think nah, just, There's uh, another wrinkle to this. I'll do to Reno in the chat says that God Stomper, his opponent, didn't eat a single shell. Check the tapes. What? what? That's what he's saying. I'm not, I was there. I'm just the messenger. I was there. He was there, too. I'm just going to say. <laughs> I don't know. Didn't eat a single shell, all caps, three exclamation points. All right. Well, anyway, back to the email. Controversy lives on. Uh, she concludes, I have a question for Noah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I might have an answer. <laughs> In one of the episodes, you talked about how meditation and mindfulness help you deal with anxiety. Yes. How did you learn to do that? With therapy, because every time I try meditation, excuse me, <laughs> you need some. Not a good time to start burping. With therapy, because every time I try meditation, I can't it's stop my still, head to think about thoughts. random stuff, and yes. it's hard for me to focus. And there's always something keeping me distracted. Once a therapist of mine started introducing me to the mindfulness, but once again, I feel like I have no time to focus and stuff like that. My head is always rushing with other stuff. Can you give me some tips? Yes. You can have thoughts while you're meditating. Uh, I learned about it. It was recommended to me from my therapist and also my friend was doing it. And she uses the Waking Up app, the Sam Harris app, and I like that. I like uh, a guided meditation, but there are other ones like Calm and Headspace. And um, I recommend the, the guided meditations. It's just 10 minutes that you give yourself and you learn, like, the main goal is you separate your feelings from thoughts, and it doesn't mean that you can't move or you have to sit still or say ohm or, or anything like that. You're allowed to have thoughts, but you have, like, it teaches you to, like, watch your thoughts, to, to just, like, notice what happens with your thoughts. And it's a skill that uh, I'm still learning, and it's definitely helping me with anxiety, um, with anger, and just um, with just being present. So I highly recommend it, and I think everybody should do it. Cool. Say that app again. I like the Waking Up app from Sam Harris, and he has a lot of like conversations about like psychedelics and spirituality, and there's all other kinds of meditations. Um, Wait, Sam Harris, the atheist guy, or a different guy? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Do you have Do you have any uh, meditation uh, tips? On the Sam Harris app. 
You like yes, it? it's good. I like it. Um, just 15 minutes. Let your cork float. Mm-hmm. Thoughts will come. You witness them. They will go. Sometimes you can get some stillness. You can get a split second of stillness. Good. Wow. You got the brass ring. You're a yeah. gold star. You're a gold medaler. A lot of time, a lot of the time is spent getting lost in the thoughts can even go into almost a kind of dreaming state where there'll be visuals and sounds drawn into the past, drawn into the future. Worry, worry, worry. And then you notice and bring it back. That is the practice. Yes. It's not, oh, my mind is totally empty and so I'm zen and serene. I'm like the you know white girl on the beach with the yoga pants. That's not <laughs> it. This idea has been p- passed off about spirituality. The practice is to come back to the center point. To notice the wandering. Notice how much wandering there is. So it can be guided. Also, just sometimes I just like to sit just for 15 minutes. I set a timer in total quiet. Mm-hmm. And I, there was someone who said that all of man's problems stem from the fact that he cannot sit quietly with himself in a room. Mm. It was very important. You can also read spiritual books or you could just put on a YouTube while you make breakfast. Okay. So get Eckhart Tolle, get the law of attraction, the Abraham readings, get, um, you know, different spiritual talks or meditators talking, Buddhist teachers, and you just put it on while you make your breakfast. You're going to have your coffee, you're going to have your oatmeal, and then you're kind of combining it, you know, so you save time because we are so pressed for time. Yeah. I usually meditate on the subway going into work because I go in so early that I have a seat and then um, I download the the daily meditation and I just close my eyes and before I start my day, even like the the sound of the train helps me a lot. It kind of like mutes out my surroundings. So I don't need like a comfortable bed or a couch or anything. It's just like I want to be able to do it like in the midst of chaos. So it doesn't take time away from anything that I'm doing, but I'm giving myself such a such a big gift just dedicating that 10 to 15 minutes. And one final said. thing, don't get discouraged because it's yeah. like playing the guitar. You can't expect to be, oh, wow, amazing on it in yes. the first two days. You may start to meditate and you may even later that day have a, a fit of anxiety or have an anger fit. You know, you might even cause some terrible consequence. Right. You might cuss out a bus driver. The bus careens off the road. It crashes. Mm-hmm. Everyone dies. You are the only survivor. Don't let that put you off of meditating. Yeah. There's no judgment. You know, just be forgiving of yourself if you really lose concentration. And, you know, just just know that you're doing something that will help you. Anybody else now going to meditate? <laughs> I do have uh, I downloaded the Calm app I just haven't used it yet I can send you a month uh, a free month trial for the waking up app if you want that oh my god wait these are paid apps damn it Calm I think is like a free thing right yeah I don't know it's I paid for the whole year it's like 10 bucks a month that way and with Sam Harris with his app if you really can't afford it because they want people to meditate there is a note um, when you go download the app that you can just email them and they'll give it to you for free if you just let them know that you're having financial like, hardship. I could afford like it. tax return or something. <laughs> like what proof do they demand? I don't. I think it's just like if you make the effort to email them and ask if you could have it for free. On a system. All right. Yeah. I'm not honorable. I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just be like, listen. The only way I'm downloading this is if it's free. I don't pay for apps. So. But they, it's up to you. You. My spiritual health is up to you guys. Now it's in your court. <laughs> They put. They have a. They have some kind of a detection system in the app that ruins your meditation if you uh, if you lie. If you lie yet. Yeah. Oh, well. 
Oh, we actually got one more piece oh, of hay mail uh, during oh. the show. Oh. From uh, Baby Daniel. Hello, Baby Daniel. He asks, uh, well, he says, good evening, livecasters. Unfortunately, I cannot uh, join you live tonight. However, I had a question for y'all. Do you think Pat O'Brien should be back on the road and in the studio with Cannibal Corpse following his precious crimes? Uh, you say his precious crimes? Yeah. All right. Maybe it was autocorrect. If you think he shouldn't Probably be back previous. with the band mm-hmm. following That's his previous sense. crimes. Yeah, okay. If you don't think he should if you think he shouldn't be back in the band, who would you like to see replace him on the new record? And Pat O'Brien's the one that burned down the uh, the house. <laughs> the neighbor's the house. Yeah. And what what uh, instrument? Guitar. I mean Mrs. Smith? Yeah, I, the answer's you right here. Would you join can- Cannibal Corpse? Yes, I would join it. <laughs> there, there you go. have it. Yeah. Uh, I'd say sure he should record with that. I don't think. Like, well, I, he probably needs some like a lot, a lot of like mental health. He should pay healing. for the app. <laughs> he, 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 he should, should get pay for the app. It seems app. like that would be a, a benefit on your resume to being in Cannibal Court. Well, yeah. That so you burn down a house. Yeah. I always wonder how much they make in those bands. Rob, they, I mean, I don't know exact numbers, but they're they're doing good. I mean, they're wor- they're working pay. Yeah, that's their only jobs. Yeah, probably so enough. Six well. figures, would you say? Yeah. Per, per member. I think with royalty and stuff. Uh, per uh, year. Endorsed. I, I would I would say more likely that they're making six figures on years they're actively touring. Mm. Yeah, I with see. touring. Probably. I don't think they're making that if but, they're just sitting at home. But how how often do they tour? They tour every, every year. Mostly, yeah. Well, now it's that they can't leave the road because yeah. the music doesn't make any money. And this is a huge problem, and it, it folds into the mental health issue, which mm-hmm. is that the road is so destructive, I think. even I mean, we see even James Hetfield with all of those resources. Sure, yeah. I mean, the, one of the wealthiest bands in the world, he could have somebody follow him around 24-7. Mm-hmm. And still the struggle is there. And I think, the, I think that touring is very destructive. And so it becomes a puzzle of what do we do? How do we take care of these artists? You know, mm-hmm. they must do this. They're compelled to do it, and yet it could be harming them. Right. We see, especially in the world of rock, how destructive it can be, and the stress, the long-term stress, right. of it. You know, and it's important for the fans to know. I've seen fans chime in on these fan pages where they'll, they'll be like, "Oh, we all know that they make their money from tours and merch." It's like, well, touring is rough. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's hard to age into that so exactly yes. and also just to like be away from your family to just you know yeah your daily routine your da- right to be able, like to, to give up your daily routine for a couple of months that's that's rough but one wonders what their daily routine is when they're not on the road and that may be the dilemma right that maybe that's evolved that's into such an alien sort yeah. of lifestyle True. It's not as if, like, all right, I'm going to leave the sales job for a couple of months. Now, there are bands, a lot of bands do that. A lot of bands that you see doing very well, you know all this more than I do because you post the stories when they quit. Right. <laughs> they, you see the photos of them at the big festival. You think, they must be millionaires. And then it's like, oh, no, I'm actually going to just be a metal worker and I can't take this anymore. It happens to a lot of them. You right. Know? Yeah, I, I guess it's hard to make music a career. Um Especially if you're not in, like, if, if, if you don't want to tour. It's just, there's no jobs. There's no live music. Um, if you have to, like, work the door and stuff, it's like, what do you get out of it? 
I don't know. It's it's really sad, and like you think about all the time and 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 dedication that these artists are putting to learning their craft and their instrument, and it's like, okay, <laughs> if you put that much work into your regular jobs, you get promoted and you make more money, but it's a little tougher mm-hmm. for musicians. Well, Mrs. Smith, I just want to say you were a delightful guest. Oh yes, thank you so much. We talked about all. We, we've said it all. Yeah. We've said it all. We've yeah. done it all. And you're going to do it all when you crush Kirk Hammett. Yeah, I can't this wait. This isn't about despising Kirk Hammett. No, 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 we person. love Kirk We Hammett. love Kirk, but I will destroy him. <laughs> I don't love him. <laughs> Kick his ass. <laughs> Little punk. I think do Dave Mustaine is going to make you a poster and be right no. there in the front holding oh, it up for you. Do what, oh, I, sh- do what I should have done in 1982. Oh, I do a shout-out. Can I do a shout-out? Sure. Yeah. I do a shout-out to Carl. Carl, my cousin Carl, is a oh. metal fanatic. He's cool. a metal crazy man. And he just texted me, please join Cannibal Corp. <laughs> 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 yes. We have one more caller. This person's been waiting for a little bit. I don't want to. Oh, I feel bad. 432. You're on the line really quickly Close before we wrap show. up. Yeah. Go ahead, call her. 432. Put you on the spot. Oh, I was, I was just listening. I, I dropped my chicken on the phone at the same time. Nice. Oh, okay. All right. We'll, we'll let you keep listening. Back well, to the you. chicken. <laughs> Back to heart. the chicken foot. Well, but I, I guess the only thing there's left to say is... Got to leave. Got to say goodbye for now. We got to say goodbye. And before we say goodbye, we want to give a quick shout-out to our top livecast... Fans of the week. You could be a top live cast fan of the week by donating ten dollars a month to our Patreon. Doing best. Patreon.com slash metal injection livecast. Who are our top live cast fans of the week this week? Whoa, whoa, Rob, our top live cast fans of the week are Eric, Rob Ganoush, aka Justin, Benjamin, El Duderino, Cynical Sid Cynic Cynicism, Dan R, Cattle Decaf with an F, Mindy Mayer's Keeper. Trion, the one and only Rob, Croc Destroyer, Sam I Am I Is, and of course Justin with an E. We are going to be on next week at a special day, Thursday. It's Thursday the 4th? Uh, Something like that. No. Well, 20, the 29th is Saturday, so Sunday, Monday, fifth, Tuesday. Thursday the 5th. Thursday the 5th. There we go. Next Thursday the 5th, same time, 6.30 Eastern. And I'm pretty sure I could say this. Trevor from Black Dahlia Murder is most likely sitting in. If he's not, though, you know he canceled. Let's say he's scheduled. We're scheduled to have him sit in. Yes, uh, that's fair. He'll probably he's a busy be sitting man. somewhere, though. Yeah. If not with us. And it will be a leap day in between now and our next show. So happy leap day, everybody. Yes, Very exciting. I, and then this weekend, of course, our bonus episode, I Am Four, is up on our Patreon at patreon.com slash Metal Injection Livecast. For all of us here and for Mrs. Smith, ta-ta. Ta-ta for now. 